0: Listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Ty and Nikki, we're rolling until the top of the hour when it's Freddie Fitzsimmons on 98.7. one 800 919 Just one get your thoughts on the Rangers win. Want we'll to get your thoughts on this MLB playoff format that could happen as soon as 2022. And yes, the Knicks are back in the news. They tried to do the right thing, but it just didn't come out right. right? So, look, let's talk about the Rangers. And I've not seen a lot of them this season to really have a chance to really, really lock in and watch them. Tonight, for me, was one of their better performances of the year. And there were periods, especially for me in the second period, where their passing and puck movement was just tremendous. Moving the puck, they, they just, Winnipeg had no answer for them. And that's how they were able to build their lead. And in the third period, when they came out, they said, you know what? Let's put this away. A Couple of, couple of goals in about 35 seconds. And, you know, that turned out to be the end. And yeah, you had to be scary. You had to be a little concerned if you're a Ranger fan early because of the situation with Sisterkin going down with the, with, with what we were told was a head injury, but listening to, uh, Quinn, it sounded like it was an ankle. So, like, why would he go through, you know, concussion protocol for the wrong end of the body? Well, listen, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Henry came on, played about six minutes, picked up a save, but listen, you understand why the Rangers, the hierarchy, Davidson and company are so, are so enamored with what Shusterkin can do. He is, he's, he's pretty good. All right. And obviously, to borrow a phrase from Bill Parcells, we're not going to put him in Canton yet but you like what you see from him 6 and 1 another performance of over 40 saves so you like what you see from him and look the rangers are in a great position because they've got three good goaltenders two young goaltenders and a veteran goalie and obviously uh, one of the young kids are going to go and you can get a pretty good player because goaltending and and great goalies are premium in the National Hockey League and the Rangers have a couple. So, you know, listen, if Hank wants to stay and he continues to want to stay, and that's going to be an interesting decision for him, because let's face it, he probably did not play as much this year as he thought he would play this year. And while he didn't want to be traded and he wanted to be here and he wanted to stay and he didn't want to, you know, be be sent away and he wanted to be part of what was going on here with the rebuild and he said all the right things and he's has not been a distraction. Clearly, you know, he wants to play. But when you look at how these young goaltenders have performed, how's he going to get ice time? How? So you love what, uh, you know, you love what Sisterkin has been able to do. And it's a situation where you figure that Sisterkin's going to be the one that stays. If Lundqvist wants to stay, he'll be the backup. And then you move forward next year and you try to add some pieces. But right now, this Ranger team is one, you know, they're five games over 500. They're playing well. And you like what you see from them. And, you know, it doesn't look like they'll make the postseason this year. You understand that. You don't know. I mean, they could get hot. A lot of things would have to fall into place. I understand. But still, you like how they're playing. And the young kids are learning. And they're learning how to win. And we have this conversation here on ESPN New York tonight a lot. And that's a major thing. It takes time for players to learn how to win. And it takes time for young players to learn how to win together. And so that's what this team is doing. So listen, Rangers with a nice win tonight to start their road trip. And hats off to Kenny Albert. Kenny Albert doing the show, doing the broadcast alone, on the call solo, because Dave Maloney was, you know, ill. Great job by him. I mean, he's great anyway. But to to be able to, you know, call the game of hockey at its fast pace, as he was able to do tonight, it's just great. I, I was... I was wondering if Don was going to try to take a helicopter up to Winnipeg and try to help him out. <laughs> but Greco, of course, has got to be here for the K Show and is doing his uh, pre and between periods and post post game uh, duties, and uh, he wouldn't do it. But listen, great job for Kenny Albert. Right, one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We touched on it last night. But how about Major League Baseball considering to making a change to their playoff format, maybe in a couple of years? It would expand the postseason to 14 teams and a seeding system that would allow the top seeds to pick their opponent. So the top seed in each league would get a first round by the second best team in each league would choose their opponent of the bottom seeds. So, you know, I was talking to Ty Butler about this earlier, and he loves the idea because to him, it creates a layer of entertainment and tension in the postseason. The selection show, according to him, would be an event, and the team being selected by the top-tier teams as opponents would feel so disrespected, it would be phenomenal. For me, what it does, and I agree with him on the significance of the race for the number one overall seed in your league, and I think teams and leagues are looking to try to find a way to make the regular season matter. Because in in most of the sports, we certainly see it, in basketball with the load management, we certainly see it there where you've got guys taking time off because listen, we want to be able to have our guys ready to go in the postseason. So we're taking it easy with them. And so you, you've got teams and, and, and situations where they're just like, okay, we want to protect our, our spot. The other thing is, is I think it has the opportunity to get some more playoff teams in the mix. And when you look at, and I think Don and Michael and Peter had a great discussion on that earlier today on the K-Show, when you look at how the attendance has dropped in Major League Baseball, I think the commissioner's is looking for a way to try to boost up, you know, boost attendance by keeping other teams in it longer. Now, of course, theres I'm sure everybody's not going to agree to it. There's some downside to it. And baseball purists are going to hate the idea, just like they hate the idea of the wild card, just like they hate the idea of of going back into having divisional play. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight Podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Pretty good night for the local hockey teams. Rangers and Islanders win, Devils lose. And Don broke it on the Rangers post game. We'll keep you updated before, if anything happens or changes before we leave the air tonight. And that is the St. Louis Blues game against the Anaheim Ducks at the Honda Center was postponed after Blues defenseman Jay Boulmeister collapsed on the bench in the first period. Ducks say the game will be made up at a later date. There's a number of different, uh, updates on Twitter, but they're not official. So I hesitate to give them to you. Uh, but it looks as though um, he's going to be okay. So we'll, we'll update you when we can. Let's go to the phones. one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. 919 3776 Bruce is in flushing. Bruce, you're batting lead off on ESPN New York tonight.
1: Larry, I've been waiting all day to speak to you about this subject matter. Didn't even take some of my medicine. So I will make sure I was up for this little, little speech. This I, I appreciate
0: more... that, Bruce. I really
1: do. Thank you. Thank you. This is the most stupidest idea I've heard. In baseball, in a long term, and they've they have had several. What makes baseball great? It's the long season. Is that a game in July is just as important as a game in April? Now you can say, you know, if I lose a game, fine. But once you start losing two or three games, you start to get concerned. And and you're going to take that away because. The attendance is down. One of the reasons why attendance is down is old, stupid ideas you had in the first place. One of the most uh, uh, exciting plays in baseball was to play the home plate. You eliminated that. Going to to the second to take out the second baseman was, was good. You eliminated that. One of reasons, another reason why people are not going to the games is that I don't have to spend a hundred to two hundred dollars to go to the game and watch it on my thirty-five inch high-definition TV. You're killing the sport if you do that. Remember, now you're old enough to remember college basketball when the regular season meant something. When Mm -hmm. not sixty-four teams made to to the NCAA double uh, tournament, okay? now the regular season is meaningless because everybody makes it. And even if you're 0-10 and 10 in your conference are 0-15, if you if you sweep the conference tourney, you're automatically in. So college basketball, now, is it exciting for the tournament? Yeah, but that's three weeks out of the year. And before, and before that, college basketball doesn't uh, mean of beans. But getting back to baseball, the part of baseball that makes it so exciting is that so few teams make it. Yeah, I was upset with the wild card, but I said, you know what? Fine, wild card, okay. But to to, to make teams who were, um, could be below five hundred, okay, and 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 make the, the playoffs. Yeah, there have been some teams who are below five hundred, and made the playoffs. But that's because they won the division. In the old days, or they got into a wild card. But to, to know that you could be the seventh best team—that's that's heresy in baseball. And then a lot more people will be turned off by it, uh, especially people older than your producer. Um, than um, then will like it, and maybe young people will like it. But if you turn back baseball way it should have been and oh another great thing commissioner did they changed the baseballs so instead of having singles and doubles and triples everything was either strikeout or home run and then they had the the goal to lie to us and say well we know nothing about it and that's after they took over Spalding yeah Spalding baseballs were made a certain way for hundreds of years you took it over and all of a sudden the baseball changed and you had nothing to do with it commissioner lies and comes up with stupid ideas
0: well here's the issue Bruce and and you made several great points as I knew you would when I saw you on the line. Here's the thing. Baseball, in their opinion, they they know they have our age group, Bruce. They know they have us. What they're trying to do is appeal to the younger folks, the younger generation. And so to them, more uh more teams available uh makes it better. So when you look at the situation here and you look at what and you and I agree. On a lot of these things, when you look at what sabermetrics has done to baseball, where we don't want you to walk, no, we don't want you to bunt. no, no, hit the home run, strike out, it's okay, which is great during the regular season, Bruce. But in the postseason, what happens? All those teams, are, <laughs> all those teams get sent home because the pitching is better, and obviously the caliber of teams are better, and so you, you're getting struck out. You have nobody on base, and that's what the scenario is. What they want to do is to try to make the races a little more interesting, spread some more people around, have some more people excited, have some more teams excited. I will say this, for the one part of it, it, it for you to get, and I know this is going to be the old rust versus rest argument, but for you to be able to have the best record and get a, a first round buy, Bruce, that's not too bad. That's not too bad that's not too bad that gives you more incentive to go for it instead of you to giving guys who who are betting who go four for five on monday and all of a sudden well we had this picked out before the before the at the beginning of the season he was going to be off on tuesday garbage he wasn't supposed to be off on tuesday and he needs to be in the game love it bruce when you call thanks for it one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. 919 3776 santiago is in carny and he's next on 98 7 hey santiago
1: Yes, uh thank you for taking my call. I mean, people talk about baseball attendance. How about if they lower the tickets so a family could go and watch the game? Because if you if you notice like if you make twenty five dollars an hour, you cannot afford to go watch a baseball game. So bottom line is that's one of the reasons the attendance is down because you can't afford to go and take two kids, you can't do it. So I don't think they, they really wanna know the reason why because they want to make all these changes but you cannot afford to you can't afford to go to Yankee Stadium you need a thousand dollars
0: Santiago you make a great point thanks for the phone call yes it is expensive Bruce mentioned it too the prices have gone up if you really want to watch your team in person you better bring binoculars because you got to go way up in the seats, way up in the building. If you want to be behind home play, if you want to be in that that ritzy section that's always on TV <laughs> when, when, you, when you see the uh, center field camera view, it's going to cost you a fortune. There's no doubt about that. Parking is, is expensive. The food at the ballpark is expensive. It, the tickets are expensive. It's true. It's true. There's no doubt about it. But for those who like to go, they're trying to find a way, to make it appealing for a younger demo because the younger demo are obviously saying baseball's boring. It takes too long. uh, Nothing happens. It, it's not, it's not the way it used to be. When I came up, it was a lot of day games. You set back, you knew. And even then, to be honest though, and I get to more calls in a minute, even then baseball was, was it baseball games were three, four hours. You had a, a very tidy 215, 230. If you had a three-hour baseball game, it had to have gone into extra innings. <laughs> there was no such thing. You did not have three-hour baseball games. When I was young, you, you pitchers, you, you got it done. You threw the ball. The people weren't digging in. They weren't doing all the spools. They weren't, uh, you know, they weren't adjusting batting gloves. It's not, they got in. They did what they had to do, and they, they moved on. So there are a lot of things that are that baseball needs to tighten up on, and that's why you see them experimenting with a clock uh, between, you know, limiting the amount of times you go to the mound. They understand that their sport is being bogged down, and they are experimenting with ways to change it on the field. And, yeah, unfortunately, with all the money that um, Major League Baseball is paying the networks, the ticket prices, my friends, are not going south. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. We're chatting about a new proposed playoff system for Major League Baseball. And it's it's interesting because there have been it's almost like right down the middle. There's a number of folks who really, really like it, and there's a number of folks who really, really think it's Probably one of the worst ideas baseball's ever had. What do you think? Let's go to Matt and Ramsey. Matt, you're next on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Hey, Larry, how are you? Uh, All right, Matt, show, what's going on? I love the show every day. Thank you. I appreciate so much? you. Uh, so I, I love the idea. I think, you know, the more teams evolve, the better, the more exciting it's going to be. Um, you know, I, I understand they want to move the game along quicker. I, I personally would love if they would call more strikes, make the zone a little bit bigger, because sometimes you watch a game, it's the size of a Frisbee, and the batters are so good, they're smart, they know they could work it, and then I feel sometimes that's what makes the games long, and kind of, you know, pushes off fans sometimes. But they're, you know, these, these guys, they're so talented, they're so good, they could pretty much hit anything.
0: Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, I don't know thing, what
1: your opinion pit,
0: I mean, And here's the other thing, know, Matt. They, yeah, here's the other thing, Matt. Thanks for the phone call. It is that not only do you wish they would call more strikes? But for me, I would love the strike zone to be more consistent. It varies from umpire to umpire. It shouldn't be. What is a strike is a strike, period, done. If it's between the letters and the knees, that's a strike. It should be a strike between the letters and the knees for everybody. And it doesn't seem to be that way. And that's the issue. That's one of the issues that you have. I remember uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, when he was playing, talking about how the officials were so inconsistent with their calls. He used to say, listen, if they're if they're bad calls, be bad all the time and the players will make the adjustment. And that's what you wonder. And and so often, I mean, callers have called in during the playoffs and they've said, you know what? Who wins? Well how good uh a pitcher is going to be tonight is going to depend on who's behind the plate. Because it depends on how liberal the strike zone's going to be. And that's why certain pitchers learn that and understand that. And they, they test the strike zone early in games. And they try to figure, okay, can I get this outside strike? Because if they are able to widen the strike zone, it makes it easier for them. Okay? Because if they can make it a little higher or a little lower, that's what they want. That changes and makes them more effective. So you're right. You're absolutely on point with that strike zone. It needs to be done more consistently. And they need to call strikes. And they need to do a better job. And move the game along. We shouldn't have to need a timer <laughs> between pitches to make sure that folks step in the badge box and do what they have to do. Shane's in West Milford. Hey, Shane, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on? I'm doing good, Shane. What's happening?
1: Yeah, um, leave it to the Mets to screw up a deal with the own, with a guy that already owns part of the team. Like, just leave yeah, it to the Mets to do that, right? Yeah. But, uh, Thanks, Shane. With this rule change, like, they're going to make a reality TV show around choosing who the uh, I, I can't I'm, I'm sorry that's just, just preposterous so you don't like the idea Shane you don't like it you
0: don't like any part of it you don't like the no, fact that there I mean, could be more teams in there you don't like the fact that there could be a first round buy for the best record and that's more incentive for let's say if you're if you're for Yankee fans who really when you look at their team on paper they have a good chance of being that team That can end up with a buy, then obviously you go with rest versus rush. That's a whole other story. But for you to be able to have a first round buy and and to get your pitching all revved up, and if you got injuries, which everybody does because it is a 162 game season to get your guys healthy, I mean, you know, there's some incentive if, if you're, uh, you know, if if you've got a chance to have the best record.
1: I do like the buy, but the idea of that, uh, that, that reality show just drives me crazy. I think America has enough reality TV.
0: All right, Shane. I hear you. Thanks for the phone call. Look, it, it's it's similar to uh what the NBA has done with their All Star game and choosing different players and making sure, okay, I'm going to choose you. I'm choosing you. I'm choosing you. So it's it, it's similar to the that process. But listen, all baseball is trying to do is say, hey, look, let's tweak some things. Okay to bring us into an area that makes it a little better, that people can watch us and enjoy us. That's all they want to do. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.